This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, July 29th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Sign-up starts now for the new MFP. Globe-trotting Lighthizer hopes for trade progress. And USDA advisors fault relocation execution. Trade aid sign-up kicks off. Today's the first day of sign-up for the USDA's latest version of the market facilitation program. The Trump administration's plan to compensate farmers for the ongoing trade war with China. Information is available at Farmers.gov. It's still unclear exactly how USDA developed the new MFP county payment rates, which will range from $15 to $150 an acre. It looks as if it will be a while until we find that formula. A USDA spokesman says the office of the chief economist is writing an explanation of the trade damage analysis that will help provide clarity on the county payment rate calculations. It should be available in a few weeks. USTR heads to China, then welcomes Japan. U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer is going to have a busy week. He's expected to arrive today in Shanghai together with Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin to negotiate with China for two days before hopping on a flight back to Washington in time to take part in trade talks with Japan. A government official tells AgriPulse that Lighthizer will be back in time to meet with Japanese Economy Minister Toshimitsu Motegi, who is leading the country's delegation to Washington. On the China front... The meetings on tomorrow and Wednesday in Shanghai will be the first face-to-face negotiations since Presidents Donald Trump and Xi Jinping met in June. The fact that China invited Lighthizer and Mnuchin for talks has been widely viewed as a positive development. But Trump sought Friday to lower expectations on a quick resolution to the complex dispute that is punishing virtually all of the U.S. ag sector. He said it might take more than a year for a resolution if the Chinese wait to see if he is re-elected in 2020. On the Japan front, while the State Department calls Japan a steadfast ally and key to U.S. efforts to denuclearize North Korea, the Trump administration continues to threaten the country with auto tariffs unless a lucrative free trade agreement is struck and Japanese tariffs are slashed. The U.S. announced in May that it was postponing any potential auto tariffs, but only for about six months while trade talks progress. The U.S. announced in May that it was postponing any potential auto tariffs, but only for about six months while trade talks progress. U.S. government officials tell AgriPulse that negotiators are still hoping to get Japan to agree to a quick, mini-ag-centric deal to lift Japanese tariffs on U.S. commodities like wheat, beef, pork, and dairy, as well as increase quotas for rice. Trump attacks China's WTO status. Trump opened up a new front attack on China Friday, accusing the country of using the preferential status of developing country to gain unfair advantages of the World Trade Organization. China and other countries, the White House said in a memorandum, claim entitlement to longer time frames for the imposition of safeguards, generous transition periods, softer tariff cuts, procedural advantages for WTO disputes, and the ability to avail themselves of certain export subsidies, all at the expense of other WTO members. 
for far too long, wealthy countries have abused the WTO by exempting themselves from its rules through the use of special and differential treatment, Leinheiser said in a statement. This unfairness disadvantages Americans who play by the rules, undermines negotiations at the WTO, and creates an unlevel playing field. Dems vow to work through August on USMCA. August will not be an idle month for work on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement, even though the House has already started its six-week recess. Key House Democrats say they and U.S. Trade Representative officials will be exchanging documents and holding teleconferences in an effort to work out differences to speed up the ratification process. We're going to start sharing specific information back and forth. House Ways and Means Committee Chair Richard Neal told reporters on Friday after a meeting with Lighthizer, that's the next stage. The chairman of the Ways and Means Subcommittee on Trade, Earl Blumenauer of Oregon, said he and other Democrats charged with negotiating with Lighthizer have agreed to convene immediately after the recess. Meanwhile, some House Democrats are raising their voices to press for a deal to approve the USMCA. Fourteen Democrats signed uh, on to a letter to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi Friday to say a deal on the pact is needed this year. Canada and Mexico are by far our most important trading partners, and we need to restore certainty in those critical relationships that support millions of American jobs, the letter says. USDA Research Advisors Fault Relocation Process a USDA Agriculture Research Advisory Board is criticizing the department's handling of the relocation of the Economic Research Service and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture to Kansas City. The board does not feel that this process was satisfactory in regard to the decision to relocate ERS-NIFA, that David Baltensberger, chairman of the National Agriculture Research Extension Education and Economics Advisory Board, in a July 19 letter obtained by AgriPulse to Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue and USDA Deputy Undersecretary for Research, Education and Economics, Scott Hutchins. Baltensberger chairs the Texas A&M University Department of Soil and Crop Sciences. Speaking for the advisory board, which had not met since last October, Baltensberger said the move, quote, may provide USDA opportunities to enhance the execution of its mission and recommended that the anticipated positive aspects of the move be quantified, documented, and better communicated to stakeholders. The board calls on USDA to establish a timeline and short-term performance metrics to measure the impact of the relocation on the agency's missions. House members look to boost ag inspectors. Representative Philemon Vila, Democrat of Texas, and other House members plan to introduce a bill as soon as this week to beef up customs and border protection agriculture inspectors. The legislation will mirror a Senate bill that came out of committee last week. House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson, a Minnesota Democrat, will be a co-sponsor of the House bill. According to CBP estimates, the agency is short 700 agriculture inspectors. Barnyard groups appeal for USDA nominee. Livestock and poultry organizations are urging the Senate to confirm Mindy Brashers as the USDA Undersecretary for Food Safety. 
Bashir says caught up in a group of USDA nominations stalled in the Senate. She now is serving as the Deputy Undersecretary for Food Safety, an appointed position that does not require Senate approval. For more than five years, the United States Department of Agriculture has not had a confirmed undersecretary in the essential mission area of food safety, says an industry letter being released today. Well, here's today's He Said It. We are going to make that a much easier, less cumbersome program. That President Donald Trump on the H-2A Ag Visa program, a 60-day comment period kicked off on Friday on the administration's plan to overhaul H-2A. The proposed rule would modify wage rates while cutting farmers' transportation expenses and reducing the number of applications farms have to file to import employees. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, July 29th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.